American Thanksgiving. I'm Canadian, and we have some Canadians in the room, so we will clarify it's American Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and today we're going to talk about how we can be grateful even when we're being challenged. And I know we've talked about it numerous other times. I'm not a big fan of the fake it till you make it because I think that's just um, spiritually bypassing and painting. I don't know why this saying came to me, but paint, painting lipstick on a pig or is it, if that's how the saying goes. But, um, but I think we can still be grateful and still honor the challenge. And so I'm curious what everyone has to say about that and what their feelings are about that. Um, do we need to be grateful? Maybe we don't. Maybe we, I don't know. So let's open it up. You know, I was thinking about this topic this morning as my family is sniping at each other and driving me crazy. <laughs> and trying really hard to be grateful for time with them when all I really want to do is get away. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, I know it's a, it's a her, ter terrible thing to say, but, oh, my God, people, just be nice to each other. It's one day. Right. Why why is there so much anger and aggression and hostility? Can't you just be? <laughs> right. And let other people just be? Right. Tara, I think I want to touch on what you said about... Um, fake it till you make it. I think being grateful is different than faking it until you make it. Um, and I think you do need to be grateful, you know, not necessarily grateful for, not necessarily grateful for the experiences, but grateful that you are even able to have the experiences. Does that's that make good, sense? That's a, that's definitely a good point. So, you know, not all, not all situations are, um, pleasant, but, um, even in all unpleasant situations or scenarios, there's always something, I know it sounds cliche, but there's always something positive that comes out of it. Absolutely. You know, like, for example, when my aunt was, um sick and had terminal cancer it was a horrible time but I got to spend so much time with my mom mm -hmm. that that was that I'm grateful for that yeah you know I'm grateful for the late nights that we spent together even though it wasn't a good situation you know what I mean mm -hmm. absolutely and so I don't think that's faking it until you're making it I just think that's um, being aware and appreciative of, of the little light in the darkness. I, I think that's, and I think that's beautiful the way you said that. Um, and you're right. I don't think we, I agree. I, I think we, well, I mean, the goal is to be grateful. Um, and I, I, I don't know, this came to me this morning and I'm not sure if I totally... <laughs> I haven't processed it yet, but I feel <laughs> like you can, uh, it's almost like it's, it's a, it's, um, a continuum on the side from grateful to victim. And I think that's the big shift for me. 
about being grateful when I'm being challenged is I'm either in victim mode, is, which is why is this happening to me, or I'm in grateful mode, even though I may not like what's happening, but it's why is this happening for me? Um, and that is the big shift for me, is, is between those two. And I know when I'm in victim mode, I can't, I, that's when the fake it till you make it. It's like, I know I'm supposed to be grateful, but why is this happening to me? And I'm definitely in that woe is me kind of state, whatever on the continuum that may be. Right. And right. And like Christina said, it's super hard, at least for me. And that this is something I'd like to talk about is how to, how to remain grateful during like in those challenges before and after you can usually figure out, but like in it, when like, when you just want to throat punch people or, <laughs> um, you know, just shake them and say, what's the, you know, get it together or, or whatever the case may be, like Christina said, or just, you know, whatever the case may be, how do you, how do you maintain that gratefulness and remain or, or, uh, keep your internal peace while you're still going through these challenges? Ooh, great question. When you figure it out, let me know. Yeah, that's why I said I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can say for me, I can usually what is I have to make that mind shift or that perspective shift from why is this happening to me to why is this happening for me? And usually what makes me do that is, um, or allows me to do that, doesn't make me. But I know when I start going into like the whole, why is this happening to me and this sucks and I hate this and everything else, I go, I just take a deep breath and I go, okay. So I truly believe that the universe is always working for our highest good. And so I go, if I am meant to be here, then how is this working for me? And that's when I start, because as soon as I make that shift energetically, I automatically get curious. I'm like, so why is this, how is this working for me? And then the answers usually come. Um, it's like, oh, I need to experience this or, oh, I have a whole bunch of anger pent up in me that I need to release. And so, you know, and that's how, Generally, I do, but I have to make that shift first of all and get out of the why me to the why for me. Mm-hmm. Which is very hard to do when you're in in the muck of it, you know, when you're in the <clears throat> eye of the storm, so to speak. How do you make that uh, clarification and then adjustment? That oh, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, it's very hard. It's It just takes conscious because I, for me, and I mean, I'm not perfect by any means, but I know when I start feeling that, um, I can feel it and it feels heavy and it feels yucky. And it, and it usually, what makes me notice it the most is when I start to spiral um, because then it's always, it's like, 
well, I'm getting better at like observing my thoughts. And it's just so funny at times because it, they just start to, you know, I can, I can't think of like, so when the weather's really bad and I walk my dog, I get in that. That's when I, that's one of the times that I get into, why does this have to happen? Why is it so freaking cold? Why do I have to walk my dog? <laughs> and it's like, ah, it's cold. And where I'm... you choose to live is beautiful <laughs> in all states. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I have my dog and there's, but it's, that's when I'm like freezing and my teeth are chattering. And it's like, then I get into the, why is it like, happening to me? I wish I had a cat. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why does my dog have to walk? And I'm just in a, but that's what I mean. That's where it starts cycling because it's not just, and then I just go, okay, yuck, this feels yuck. And so I just take a deep breath and I'm like, okay, this is happening for me. And funny enough, speaking of that one, because I do struggle with that one quite a bit when it's so freaking cold, um, is I learned about wind baths and I was like, oh, that's beautiful. And I was like, what a great way to clear my energy. So now when the wind blows, I just, I go, okay, it's a wind bath. And, and so I don't know, but it, it just takes conscious effort, I guess, to go, okay, stop, stop the whiny train, I guess, or the victim train and take a deep breath and go, why is this happening for me? And yeah. And then, like I said, as soon as I make that shift, I get curious. Right. That's the and way then, my brain then works. You spiral the other way, right? Can yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, hey, well, what about this, and what about that? And if that's true, then, and then it always leads back to to not always, but usually leads back to, I chose this. Absolutely. And then <laughs> I'm like, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> What were you thinking? <laughs> oh my God, Sherry, you're reading my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I don't know how many times I've had this conversation, I think probably with everyone, is I feel like I, I want to see my contract before I came to Earth. <laughs> I feel like I was like drunk or something because I'm like, <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> you, you signed under duress. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think I was tricked. <laughs> Me too. I was tricked too. Well, I always think when I get to that point, I always think like, I always call myself, I used to do it for others too, but I usually call myself by my last name, mm -hmm. which is weird. But I just, when I get to that point where I'm like, I, you signed up for this, like, this is all your choice. I'm like, all right, Nelson, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> yeah what i don't see what you're saying like if we're supposed to be working together here uh we're not on the same page so where are you at bitch <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna try that i'm gonna disassociate and see if it helps <laughs> that's really interesting what a great tactic though because it is i mean it's that internal dialogue right and mm -hmm. so to have i mean the same name but a different name kind of thing it's that's really interesting I've never thought of that. Maybe Thank that's you. why I don't know who my guides are. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I need their last names. There you go. Uh, like I'm ex-military or something. There oh. you go. Maybe so she's come up. Opposite. Sorry. Go ahead, Tara. No, no. I was just going to say maybe you need nicknames for them. 
Yeah, there you go. Nicknames. <laughs> hey, I don't I'm do nicknames. I, I started out in the 12-step program, which is all about anonymity, when I was 17. So, no, 16. Hmm. So, to this day, I don't remember anybody's last name. Because for years, I never knew anybody's last name. Mm. <laughs> which is kind of weird. Like, people I considered very close friends, and I didn't even know their last name. Because nobody used wow. their last name. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's like, last name, huh? Could I call myself Bloom? I don't know. <laughs> oh, and that's a great last name to call, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, at least it narrows down the, who you're talking to, you know. Right. When you say Nelson, you might as well be saying Smith. Like, there's thousands and millions of us. <laughs> there are quite a few Blooms, too, but they're not all, like, in the United States. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, so yeah, crazy. But I think yeah, I just, like that. I really do, Sherry. Like, I think that's a great way to um, kind of check yourself and have that conversation where it is almost like having it with two different people. Because really, I mean, our ego and our soul are like two different. When they get into conversation, it's like they're two different people. <laughs> At least well, for me. Yeah, yeah, and you are, it is two different people because you are not the same person being with the same knowledge and experiences you were when you signed that contract. Hopefully you're more evolved or, or not evolved, but hopefully you're more, you know, you have more tools in your toolbox, so to speak, but you are, mm -hmm. you're not the same person you are when you signed that contract. Um, that's actually one of the things I put in my, in my chapter was like, each time you revisit something, whether it be a wound or a trauma or an experience or a memory, you're a different person each time you re-experience it than you were before. I love that. So yeah, each time, you know, it, I struggled with, I think we've talked about this before too. Like I've struggled with, I thought I've already healed that. I thought I've already worked through that trauma. Well, yeah, you have to the knowledge and to the best you could at that time. Now, two years later, that trauma resurfaces and comes back up because you're two years older. You're two years wiser. You're two years smart, you know, all of that. So you're a whole nother person, still you, but you're a whole nother person seeing it through new eyes. So you get to instead of like oh why does this happen to me you know i already did this like no that's a great opportunity you get to go and heal deeper with the new knowledge and experiences you have i've been noticing that a lot lately and uh, it's something i'm not good at and i think we've talked about before is giving ourselves credit and that's where i've been noticing lately kind of that same thing is that something will come up again and it'll be like oh look, I'm not throat punching someone or, you know, like I'm not, I'm not so angry this time. That's growth. Yay for me. Yeah. Not that the thought's not there. Like I'm not completely healed. I still think about throat punching people. <laughs> I just don't do it. I have, to, I've also noticed that when it comes up, I have already 
created a process for dealing it. So what dealing with it. So when it comes up again, I already have a path I can follow to deal with it at a deeper level. Exactly. Right. That's yeah, that's what I was yeah. saying. You it's yeah. new eyes. It's like you know, when you when you watch a movie for a second time or even the 50th time, you always pick up something new. You always say, oh, I didn't see them do that, or I didn't notice them say that, or I didn't, whatever. And it's because you're, it's a new you each time you see it. Yeah. You're, I love you've, that. You've got a new perspective each time. I mean, I, I've definitely thought, okay, I've grown, but I've never really put it in those words that it's a new me. And I think that might be even a way that you can shift into gratitude. Um, look at that lovely bringing back to topic, but because when it does come up again, you can go, it's a whole new me. And isn't that beautiful that I get to deal with this again? Right. And, but it's as a whole new me. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's the same thing. It's, it's going, okay, why is this happening for me? And isn't that beautiful that I get to cope with it in a whole new way than I did a year ago or a month ago or even a day ago? That's beautiful. It is. I agree. And you know, now so if we could just practice what we talk about here in this group every week, that would be amazing. <laughs> Well, I think sometimes I forget, you know, sometimes you're in the muck and you're like, oh, I just need like somebody throw me a branch. It's like, no, you're your own branch. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I think that's where I have been utilizing using the um, the soulful sharing posse group. Because when I just need to get perspective on something, I can put it in there and then I get all of this wisdom coming at me and it doesn't have to be Thursday morning, you know? Mm. Right. And, but I think like even just saying that for me, yeah. anyhow, that's growth that like even sharing stuff right. in that group is growth and the new me because it more so before it would be like, okay, I got to deal with this on my own or, you know, get your shit together, Tara and stuff. And now even it's very cathartic just to even share it because, and that's huge growth for me because I've always been, I've, I've always known, I guess that I'm a healer. And so I've always chosen helping professions and even with friends and stuff, it's always, how are you? And, you know, and then they say, how are you good? And then it's always, I do the questions back to them and I never, you know, open myself up because I'm always in that helper role or healer role or whatever. I think it's a so lot of true. Yeah. yeah. And so that's huge growth that we are within that group opening up and not feeling like, you know, like feeling that, I don't know, vulnerability is the word that comes up for me um, right. by opening ourselves up and not feeling like we have to be the hero rescuer type or whatever. Yeah. I love that too. And how everyone has an opportunity to, give input or not give input or, you know, so, sometimes I hold off on giving input because I'm not clear with myself. And if I'm not clear with myself, then sometimes I need to sit back and just um, 
guess get clear, meditate, pray, whatever, because I, I just, sometimes I'm not in a space where I can answer. And sometimes I'm not in a space where I can even ask, but I try. And I think if we just give ourselves credit for trying, it's good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I 100% agree. <laughs> Marilyn, you got anything to say today? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> There's your invitation. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep on looking at this and I'm thinking, thinking um, my ego self is not too damn grateful when I'm being challenged. <laughs> you know, she just likes to shove it back in the closet and you know, put a chair under the handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, and yet if, if, you know, if I actually take that time to ground myself and open myself up, you know, you know, my, my two voices can have some pretty good conversations with each other and, <laughs> and, and stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, I I actively have to do that because my my ego just likes to set her jaw and and just say yeah nothing gets to me. Mm, yes, I I think it is, but I think it's always a conscious thing, mm -hmm. and that's I to me that's the that's the beauty of awakening and the sucky part too. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes I go. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Ignorance would be bliss, but you can't go back, unfortunately, at times. No, no. It, I found is, you know, as as I get down the pathway a little bit more, the the push is there more to, you know, hey, pay attention to me. I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to show you something. Like, exactly. You know, and you're thinking like, go away. I need to do this lesson. Like, <laughs> but you know. When I take that time and ground myself and open myself up, you know, I'm always a, quite amused with what all of a sudden I know. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You know, I'm thinking like, like, why don't you let that in? That That's nice that you know that. That's nice that you can, you know, when somebody's asking a question, you, you know, you can see what, you know, where the path is. But, yeah. So it's not a fake it till I make it. It's a be a more aware, I think, for me. I think that's a great way of saying it. And I think, too, um, kind of with what Sherry said, too, I think it's a conscious choice and being conscious and aware and making that shift, but still allowing, like, it's okay to be in the shit and be pissed off. Um because you don't have to be grateful for all of it. But I think if you, if the underlying tone is, I know this is happening for me, but it still effing sucks. <laughs> and, and I think, I think that's a good point, Tara. You can still be upset and angry and disapprove of the situation and still be grateful. You can mm -hmm. still process those negative emotions, but still hold, gratitude you know like i know yeah. it's dumb but like every time i fight with my 20 year old i'm like huh at least he's here to fight with at least yeah. he's not in his own apartment or 
at a party or you know what you know what I mean like yeah at least we still at least we still have that to fight about you know what I mean yeah and And it sounds important it's true and I think that but I think that's important because that's where I think the fake it till you make it is the spiritual bypassing it's like no it's good it's I love fighting with my 20 year old you know like no you don't (laughs) And that's where I think the difference is because you, like you said, you could still be grateful and still be pissed off. Right. And I don't enjoy it. Like, you know, talk about wanting to throat punch, elbow (laughs) drop, whatever else you could possibly do. Like WWF style. I don't know. Like, just listen to me, child. (laughs) Oh Um, my God, Sherry, you are spying (laughs) on me today. (laughs) If but, it's any consolation, I have kids in their 40s and mid-30s. It does get better. <laughs> well, my 20-year-old's my oldest, and he's better He's better now. But even when we have those moments, it's like, in the moment, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm so frustrated. But then I, at some point, I realize, like, what, it really? I'm fighting with a 20-year-old? Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, my grandson pooped in his bathtub this in his bath this morning, and my kid had a meltdown. And I'm like, "Just clean it up. That's all you got to do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. Holy bananas! If I had a meltdown every time I had to clean up poop, I'd probably be in a mental home, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just the, it's like the drama around here today is off mm-hmm. the charts and I'm just like sitting I'm sitting in my room with the door locked like serious <laughs> I think that brings up a good point though um with it being a holiday and with I mean our Thanksgiving's done in Canada but with holidays coming up Christmas and stuff like that that is I think family is for me anyhow my biggest and deepest triggers And some of the hardest things that I struggle with to find that balance and find that because there's so much history that it's very easy to fall into those old patterns. And yeah, it's hard to be aware when you're triggering old patterns. Yeah. Right, right. And it's hard to be aware that you are part of that trigger, right? So like, well, when I was saying, when you get fueled up with your son or with anybody and you're feeding that disagreement, you're part of that, you're adding to that triggerness. You're, you are now part of that trigger. So that's why I was just like, nope. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think that's where, and I, I've been realizing more and more how, patterned or how conditioned we are and it does take a huge amount of awareness because it happens within like a millisecond yeah and you're down on that old pattern again and yeah, it's not until after that you go shit that sucked <laughs> it's like <laughs> why did and, that come up again yeah and like you said it's an automatic conditioning and it's coming out of your mouth or it's happening or your reaction is elevated before you even know it and you're like what the fuck (laughs) yeah and it truly is just a pattern and if you can 
I mean, one of the things I do in coaching is break it down cognitively. And after, I mean, obviously, it helps because if you look at what is the thought, what is the action, what is the behavior, or what is the feeling, you can actually break it down and see the pattern just laid out in front of you and go, okay, I see it. And just by making one simple change to it, you completely rewrote that pattern. And, but yeah, that's really hard because, you know, I don't have kids, but my dog, (laughs) sometimes that's my only kind of equal to what you're saying. But when something happens and it triggers that pattern, it's already in process before I can go, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, I can identify with that. Like like Mark and I have a blended family of adult children and exes and all that good stuff. You know, so the holidays used to be just fraught with so much anxiety trying to, you know, find a day where we could get the kids together. And they all live a distance away except for one lives here. And, And it was just, it was crazy land. You know, because you would finally get it all organized and then, you know, one of the exes would step in and, oh, but I want this day, you know, <laughs> kind of stuff. And I don't know, we, we made a conscious effort, I think, just before COVID hit and then COVID kind of took care of it. But but Mark and I have our own traditions for the holidays now, and they're based on the two of us. And, you know, and if you want to come and join in, wonderful. If you can't, wonderful. You know, and that has just created so much more peace for us. You know, our holidays, our holidays are, they're holidays whether the family's here or not. Now, it sweetens the pot when they're here, but it's not, it's not a, this is my year, you have to be here type of thing anymore. Yeah, I gave that up a long time ago, having two kids who are seven years apart from two different marriages. And being divorced from both fathers, I'm just like, you know what? If we celebrate Christmas in February, so be it. It's okay. It does not have to be on December 25th. And I just came to peace with that a long time ago. And ever since then, it's just been like, okay, whatever. When I see you in June, I'll give you your Christmas present. I just don't care anymore. Well, exactly. And it causes our kids a lot less stress when we don't get involved in that drama too. Right. You know, and, and I mean, my boys, I mean, I'm their stepmom. I'm the evil stepmom. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. But, but, you know, they, they have some circumstances that they're trying to work through with their, their mother because it's very strained. I don't need to add to their grief. Yeah. You know, you know, I, it's, it's much smarter for me to just hold space for them. You know, this, I mean, what a better way to show somebody that you love and care about them than to just hold space for them. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, I don't even, like if I celebrate somebody's birthday and it's not on their day, okay, at least there's getting celebrated. Mm-hmm. You know? And and I I don't even celebrate Christmas, but my husband does. So I participate for him. And Um, I don't really care who shows up on that day. It doesn't matter to me. As long as he gets what he needs from his holiday, I'm fine with it. 
I, I, it's just not something I'm willing to stress about anymore. And I don't go out and buy presents for somebody because it's a holiday. I buy gifts for someone when I'm inspired to do so. And I tell everybody that, you know, if I see something that reminds me of you, or I think that you're going to love it, or I know that you want it. Great. I'm going to get it for you. But if you don't get it on your birthday, that's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been really, really looking over the gift situation this year. I think it's probably the most aware I've been of it and how unnecessary it is. Yeah. <laughs> As I've spent like, you know, months trying to just clean out all of the stuff I've gathered and didn't even realize I'd gathered that much stuff. Please stop giving me stuff. Let's go out to dinner or something, but stop giving me stuff. I don't need stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the way I feel about other people too. You know, I mean, if my kids need something, I am more than happy to get it for them, but I don't think that fulfilling a need is necessarily a gift. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's that's where Mark and I are headed to is that that you know instead of trying to pile this all into Christmas, you know, mm -hmm. if you see your kids need something and you're there and you can do it, do it then. And you know, and we had a couple of opportunities with that this 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 year. Um, our oldest is so super independent, and so he takes care of everything himself. He he. He has made it through the rough part of life where he is comfortable. So he's never, but the other two are still struggling a little bit, especially through COVID. You know, so, you know, so this year, like this year, there is no big gifts in my gift room. It's just some little things I thought they would like, but I think that's even going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we're just, you know, and also financially, I know that I live on a pension and Mark will soon retire. We need to make these changes or else we're just going to be miserable. Yeah. Over I stuff. What I'm hearing from both of you is that you're changing those patterns in a big way, like on an, an outer way. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that, I mean, that's all that is too, like Christmas and Thanksgiving and, having to do this or having to do that or whatever is still, it's the same things. It's those behavior patterns. Right. And it's the same thing with the internal ones that we were talking about. Yep. <clears throat> and it all comes down to awareness. Yeah. Well, I think the shifts had to happen on the inside before they could happen on the outside. I had to stop guilting myself because I couldn't give my kids everything they wanted. I had to stop, beating myself up because, you know, money wasn't always there in December. I, I had to make those shifts on the inside before I could bring them to the outside. Mm -hmm. I, I love what you said, and I'm going to interject with something really quick. Yeah. Speaking from experience, if you want your household to change, you have to have that mindset you just spoke of. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which again because, is, uh, because, sorry, go ahead. Which is huge. But, but right now, if you're, if you're energetically feeling that and picking up on that and retreating, then, then sort of like what I mentioned earlier, you're part of, you're, you're part of that storm or trigger, so to speak. So you've got to start with, with, with you and, and, and work out. 
Yeah. <clears throat> well, I step back and, and don't get involved. <laughs> because yeah, if I get yeah, involved, but, that's a bigger trigger. Oh, yeah. But get involved with your gifts. You don't have to get involved with going out there and throwing blows and, and adding fuel to the fire, so to speak. But um, do some meditations um, that will help them energetically as opposed to sitting in there um, or hiding or, or, or adding to it or any of those right. negative you know, thoughts, like send out your, do an I love you wave that starts with yourself and goes out to them or do the, um, like that one I can't pronounce, that Hawaiian one where it's like, <laughs> oh, open up. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like do that and radiate it out. Like just do things like that that'll help them work their stuff out and you don't have to get involved or retreat or, you know what I mean? And that'll help you and them. Yeah, it's, it's I have to calm myself down first in order to do that. But yeah, I get it. Thank you. And, and that's so true um, because... And to me, that just brings it back to what we were talking about. It's all happening for us, um, not to us. And that is that mind shift is that, so if it's happening for me, what do I need to do? Um, and you guys are all absolutely right. It has to, it has to change within you before you can see it in any different way. Um, and the patterns are there. And the awareness comes when you can catch yourself. And lots of times when they're so deeply ingrained, you don't catch yourself till the end of the pattern. You're like, I, I do that constantly with my family too. I walk away from something and I just feel gross. Like it physically feels yuck. And it's like, okay. And then I have to kind of go through it. And I'm like, okay, there's the pattern. So what can I do next time when I start feeling that yuck feeling then I need to take a breath and I need to change this pattern because I don't like it. Like, I don't like how I feel after it. And it's not even, it's cause I know it's never about the other person. It's always about me. And, and so it's always, the question is what can I do? Because I know I can't make them change in any way, shape or form, but by me changing the pattern, it automatically changes the, it. Like it changes the pattern all around. I found anyhow. Yeah, I agree. It's um, two of them live with me and they are constantly having like this silent war with each other. So it's like this, um, they don't talk to each other, but they both come to me with it. And I'm just like, you're both adults. Have a conversation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I send as much as I can until I get to the point where I'm so frustrated with both of them. I just wrap up in myself and self-heal for a while. Which is hugely important too, because they're, mm -hmm. like we said, family is the hardest. And I'm going to come back to what we talked about with like soul contracts and stuff like that. I believe that we chose our parents. And sometimes I go, why? <laughs> why did I do this to myself? But I can always see that lesson because um, that's part of my gifts. I can see the bigger picture, 
but again, there's very much a part of me who's may see the bigger picture, but still needs to feel those hurts right. um, or still wounded or is still um, like I just went through this with some inner child stuff. I get it. I can see why I needed, why I chose to learn that. Um, and I can see that, but there's very much still a part of me who's still like, I don't care. I'm, I'm still hurt. I'm still pissed. Um, and I have to honor that part too, but still it hold it in balance with, I get why I, why I created this situation in my life, but I also get why you're still upset and I'm not going to make you be forgiving yet. I tried that. It didn't work. (laughs) Um, but so I think it's that fine balance between still honoring the feelings and still being able to hold it in a space of gratitude for I chose this and I get it and I see why I chose this and I can see my growth and I can see all of that wonderful stuff, but there's still a part of me that's hurt. Yeah, I get that. And I had questioned, um, I guess why for a long time, I questioned why I chose the parents I did. And I'm not sure at what point, but at some point during my spiritual journey, I realized that I literally chose a family I would not emotionally attach to because I came here to do other things, not to take care of my family of origin. Mm. I came here for other reasons. And if I had attached to them and tried to like even remotely gain approval from either one of my parents, which never happened, and I'm okay with it because they don't understand my path and they don't need to. Which I think from knowing you, Christina, I think that's a lovely gift that you are able to do with people in your life too. Yeah. Cause I, I so admire how you can go. I, I, I see this and I love you, but I, this is your path and you kind of, detach and I don't mean that in a bad way but you allow them to live their path which is a beautiful thing thank you it didn't come easily believe me <laughs> it, I mean there's growth involved in everything and there there was there's been a lot of back and forth but you know it's it's if you can take like a, a macro uh, microchasm macrochasm whatever take the bigger picture and then bring it home right mm. so you know, I mean, if we're looking at autonomy, like body autonomy, even with whether it's with um, abortion or va- vaccines or whatever, and I believe that everyone has their own body autonomy with that, then why would I not believe that someone who is not well has the ability, has their own autonomy as far as making their own medical decision? You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and I know that's where you were going with this and not everyone has the big story, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's important to me that people have the right to, to make their own choices in their own life. And as long as, and, and I can't really say as long as other people aren't being hurt because it does hurt other people who don't agree. But I, I do believe that, you know, people have the right to make those choices. And my job within those choices is to just allow people to have that for themselves and to walk their own path because you know, they probably have some sort of an experience that they're supposed to get from that. And if I jump in and try to take their path away, 
it takes away that experience that they needed for whatever reason, even if I don't understand the reason. Mm. I love that. And so not easy, especially when we're talking about family. Yeah. Well, it's anybody that we love, especially, you know, yep. it's hard. It's hard to sit back and watch someone else choose to suffer. Like that's hard. And, you know, I did try to intervene. It didn't work. Okay. I just prayed about it and meditated on it. And that was the answer I was given. Somebody else is choosing that path because they need an experience from that that I don't necessarily understand and I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right. It kind of goes back to, you know, everybody, everybody has their own journey, their own story. Yeah. It does. And everyone and has. Re- yeah. Their own reason for all of it. Like, you know, we're talking about, we signed a contract for whatever we're struggling with now, but those family members and loved ones, they also have their own contracts that they're struggling with. And yep. that may, you know, as hard as it is on, on those around certain people, you know, those people that are struggling, it's, it's their journey mm-hmm. to make their choice, to decide which way to go or, stop and pause or whatever you know we can be guides and attendants or whatever or support but it's not our journey which is such a hard lesson to learn for sure for sure especially coming from like the social work where it was my job to intervene (laughs) and it was my job to help And I mean, that's obviously why I chose it. And so that's what I tried to do in my personal life too. Yeah, but even as a social worker, you're still a guide. You cannot go in and physically, I mean, you could to a point, like you can go in and and intervene to a point, but you, you, it's still up to, you can only still go to a certain point, past a certain point. It's someone else's journey and choices and whatever else. Oh, it definitely is. But as a social worker, it's my job to keep, you know, like to keep on them. So it's like letting it go was not easy, you know, because it Uh would be like with clients and stuff. It was like, okay, you're getting evicted in a week. What are we going to do? I don't know. I can't deal. Okay. So the next day, okay, what are we going to do? Okay, we're going to do step one, step two, step three, you know, and it's that. And I mean, ultimately, I know, which took me a long time to learn, that it is ultimately their decision. But as the social worker, I was always like, okay, so, (laughs) you know, if it was 10 phone calls a day, did you call this place? Did you call this place? Like that kind of thing. It's a lot of handholding. And so, and I did take a lot of responsibility. That's why it was such a pattern for me to, with my family and my friends and everything, to do that. Um, like just automatically try and make them <laughs> make changes because that was kind of my job. Um, and I mean, I know they ultimately all have choices, but it it felt like a heavy duty responsibility, I guess, or heavy burden.
Yep, a burden that wasn't yours. Absolutely. And and that's why, so like I said, I admire Christina and for being able to go, that's your path. Because it is, it's really hard to see one's, and like Sherry said though, and I have to keep reminding myself of this, I believe the universe is always working for me, which means it's always working for everyone, <laughs> like not just me. I'm not the golden child. <laughs> and so when someone is suffering or going through something and I see that and they're choosing to stay in that suffering, the universe is working for them too. And, and that's kind of really hard to um, make that shift. If that makes sense. It makes sense to me. It is hard. It to does. Make. And it brings up <clears throat> what I said earlier about if you're in a um, situation that, um, shit, I just lost my train of thought, that you want to diffuse. I'm going to stop because I'm going to mess it up. Because well, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> if it okay. comes, jump back in. <laughs> well, I think this has been a great conversation. <laughs> I think so, too. I can't believe an hour's already passed. I know, right? <laughs> this, has been, this has been great because it, it's just brought to, to my attention that, you know, I'm very grateful for, for the relationship that I have with my adult kids. And, uh, you know, I'm not the evil stepmother. I'm somebody that can stand ground for them and hold space for them and just simply love them for who they, for who they are. You know, there's so much in their lives that I can't change because it has to do with another parent. And that is, you know, that's their struggle. And, um, you know, and, you know, in a struggle that I don't need to be in voice, voicing an opinion on because it just adds more to their strife. But I can certainly let them know that, you know, that there's a safe spot to land here. Which is a beautiful thing. And, um, and their struggle with the other, if we go back to, they chose that or they're mm -hmm. choosing that. And mm -hmm. so... And to me, that's, and when we talk about holding space, to me, that is what I'm learning is holding space is really holding space for, like I was saying, like with Christina, holding space for, if you need to suffer right now, then that's your path. And I can hold space for that, um, for you to suffer rather than trying to fix it, mm -hmm. which has been a huge life lesson for me. Yeah. Me yeah, too. and and yeah, it just it just kind of just crossed my mind. My my our oldest is getting mar married next this next fall. Gotta see what year I'm in here, and you know, and and he wants his mom there, like you know, and I don't blame him, you know, but they have a very hard relationship, and you know, and I I'm seeing him trying to reach out because he truly does want her there. But I know, also know that he's paying a price for this right now. 
but that is his choice. You know, so, you know, we, we just try to, to stand back and, you know, of course the ego part of you says, oh, you don't want that nut job there, but that would never come out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, but that, I, I mean, just even seeing that from the cosmic perspective, he desperately wants, or what I'm hearing, he, he wants that relationship, but that is, that's his growth and that's his lesson. Yes. And, and it's, and he's going to need to heal those wounds to not, you know what I mean? And so, and being able to hold that space for him to allow him to, I guess, like I see it as, and I don't mean to call everyone a, a child, but we need to let people fall because mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to learn how to pick themselves up. Yep. Uh, no, he's, I mean, they say we're all connected by threads and his threads are very frayed and he's just trying to add some silk to it. Mm. You know, so, you know, I, I totally understand that time. And, uh, you know, and I, I hope it will go well for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it'll go how it's supposed to go. Yep. For him to learn. And when I said pick, pick themselves up, like I, I, in my head, I don't think I explained that very well. In my head, I was visualizing like a child learning to walk. Mm-hmm. And they need to get bruised and bumped and <laughs> that kind of thing to learn to walk. And that's their path. Yeah. Right? Well, and, you know, I have to believe that my 40-plus-year-old son is adult enough now to deal with some of these emotions that were childhood emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, and to to see past that into what it is that he does want when it comes to his mother. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and I don't feel threatened by her. I mean, I, I, I'm fully aware that I'm the add on in that side of my family, just like Mark is the add on on my family, but we seem to be able to complement each other well in filling some of the gaps that we're not capable of doing so with our own family. You know, like my, my daughter desperately needs a, a, a decent man in her life. And that is Mark. You know, I wish it was her dad, but it's not. That is Mark. You know, so we fill each other's gaps too. Well, mm-hmm. I just go back to the universe is always working for us. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. My universe has changed so much in the last decade that there was a time where I had to remind myself every day that I had food on the table and I had a roof over my head and that it could be worse. And what kind of future is that when you're just telling yourself it could be worse? Mm. You know, so life has, life has uh, brought many blessings. So, so, um, you know, I'm definitely grateful for them. It's just when it wants me to grow more than I want to hide. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can I have a day off from growing, please? Yeah, like, like damn it, I did that already. Piss off. <laughs> um, Sherry, did you remember what you were going to say? I feel like it's profound. I, no, I did, actually. It kind of ties everything together. Like That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> 
you know, like, damn it, I'm going to lose it again. Um, it is their journey. It is our journey. It is their choices. Um, and it is the universe working together for each of us, right? Or there mm -hmm. for each of us. So when I'm in a situation, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Christina, um, it helps me to realize that what is my positive role in that person's experience right if we're all supposed to be here we're all supposed to be at this time is all of my training and all of my knowledge and all of my gifts to be here to add to that fire or is the reason why we're all to this in this moment is for me to be the wet blanket so to speak <laughs> the diffuser yeah the calm one, the one who sits in the corner and just sends love. Yeah, I spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love, love, love that. So I guess, I guess it means like in every situation, you have to stop and think like, what do you want your role to be in that experience? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be it's kind of like we, you have to, you have, you basically have two choices in every experience um, and every thing you do. Do you want to live in empowerment or victimhood and suffering? It's kind of the same thing when you're in situations that you're not, you don't feel are in your best alignment. How do you want to show up to those? Do you want to show up? um, suffering and, and adding to that victimhood and that triggering of those others, or do you want to show up empowered and be, and say, uh, no, actually, I'm just gonna give you some wisdom and then I'm going to go over there and not let you affect me, but I'm going to still send the situation positivity or whatever. Right. Right. Which, right. Love and ribbons of light of love every day both of them and i think summing that up is that's that's going into gratitude yep that is being able to be in a situation and being challenged and still being able to be in gratitude I think it, I think it all comes down to being able to break it down. Like you said, Tara, you know, if you can break it down to just realize that we're all here on our own individual journey, yet we're all here in this moment. Mm -hmm. Why? And then that gets your curiosity brain going instead of your, you know, throat punch brain going. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And you're like, why? Like, if this is what life is supposed to be, why is this happening right now? It sure as shit is not happening because I'm supposed to be. Throw punching someone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. I'm trying to fix that universe. Stop trying to add fuel to my throat punching fire. <laughs> <laughs> but that it's helped me a lot because it makes me stop and think like. 
the hell's even going on here? And and that re- makes me realize like it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You know, we're bickering over, or their bickerings over something that's so stupid and so dumb at times, but they are also so naive and not awake that they don't even understand what's going on. So do I add fuel to that fire or do I walk away knowing you can't teach a kindergartner algebra? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a good point. And, and that is, I, I use that exact same thing when I, you know, and that's been a hard, hard lesson. Um, but again, I go back to, I just have to remind myself, the universe is also working for them. It may not be the way that I think it should, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's working for their highest good too. And so, and I love how you added that in that, Sherry, about being empowered and, um, and using our gifts, because I think you're absolutely right. I think that we are here to not fix them. <laughs> but if they're going to go down the path of suffering to just hold that space um, and send them that love and light, like that, you know, or whatever it may be, um, that gift from our gifts, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's because it's, every, it, it's everybody's choice. Um but some people don't understand that and some people won't understand it this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not up to us to always fix things or make people understand because it's their journey and where they're at in their journey. Absolutely. But I do believe it's our gift to be a part of that and do what we can do for the general situation. You know what I mean? It's not like come to me and sit in my chair and I'm going to heal you. It's just more like we're going to, we're just going to constantly send or think positive to, you know, whatever your thing is, do it for them. Yeah. For that situation or, you know, whatever. I agree. And that's our lesson on our side and their lesson on their side is for them to figure out. Exactly. But we can't hold resentment or anger because they don't see ours or they don't see the, any of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, maybe they don't even see their own. And usually they don't. And that's, I think that's the frustrating part. But I, it's, think, I don't think it's for us to make them understand at that point. I agree. And, and I, I yeah, <laughs> it, it's not. And we are in the situation just like they are in the situation. And we've been brought together using Maryland's. Um, we've been brought together or woven together in the situation for both of our highest good and 
as long as I stay in my truth and my alignment and I work on my stuff, it's not about them, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it can be, but still about, you know, still about choosing who you want to be at, at each interaction, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be shoveling the coal that's fueling the fire or do you want to come in as the tribal leader calm and at peace and just sit back and say uh let me ask you all a question (laughs) yeah you know though i have to say that when i was gone traveling in the last couple months they worked it out without me like, I didn't have to get involved. I was just, I wasn't there. I'm like, I'm a thousand miles away. Talk to each other. And they worked it out. And, of course, you know, there's like years of built up animosity or whatever. So now it comes out in spurts. And, um, you know, so then I, I just discovered that me staying out of it and letting them work it out is what works. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to send any kind of energy to it. That's good too. Well, I think I think we had a great discussion. I think, I think so too. Um, I think I know I've learned and reaffirmed a lot of things. Um, and it is hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. It is hard when you're in the situation to um, when you're being challenged, when you're being triggered to be in gratitude, um, but that's a process too. And that's our learning too. Um, at, it will get to a point where it will be easier, but definitely when we're, especially when we're talking about, like we said, family or deep triggers or deep wounds, um, it may take a couple times that you get to the end of the pattern and go, okay, <laughs> going to try again next time um but that's the joy of it right that's the journey that's the adventure i agree i think for me and and for some other people i've talked to as well it's the the joy really comes in the second or third or fourth time that that this comes up and dealing with it better every time that's really where the joy lies for a lot of us is is seeing our own growth as situations resurface that trigger mm-hmm. absolutely i would say i would i would agree with that totally all right ladies i have to go uh take care of uh some dinner stuff here we're doing a seafood feast so i need well, to go start cooking well happy thanksgiving thank you to my americans on here <laughs> Kara, Kara and i are having toast today yeah (laughs) that sounds really good actually yeah no worrying about turkeys all right ladies take care and uh i'm sure we'll all be in touch again very soon okay Have, have a great day christina thank you bye sherry bye tara bye marilyn bye